Greetings, and this is Thursday, and it's the August 20th, 2020 edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, creator of the Charlottesville Podcasting Network. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out comes from an anonymous supporter who wants to say, we keep each other safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. There are another 863 cases of COVID-19 in the Commonwealth reported by the Virginia Department of Health this morning, and another 17 deaths for a total of 2,427 to date. The seven-day average for positive tests in the state is at 6.5%, down from 6.7% posted yesterday. The Thomas Jefferson Health District added another 21 cases and still reports 43 deaths. Yesterday, that was downgraded from 44. Catherine Goodman, spokeswoman for the Thomas Jefferson Health District, told me that after further investigation of the fatality, the case was moved to another health district. The University of Lynchburg is on alert level two, with five COVID-19 cases among its student population. That means it will be online only for the next week while closing down the dining halls to in-person eating. The school began its fall semester with in-person classes on August 12th. Now, 21 students are in quarantine and another 10 are in isolation. In an email to students, President Allison Morrison-Shetler said that some of the cases have occurred between roommates. She implored students to maintain physical distancing and to keep distance from each other and to wear facial masks. And she said that if the school is to stay ahead of the virus and return to in-person classes, they would all need to do that. Eastern Mennonite University announced yesterday that they are delaying plans to open to in-person classes on August 25th after four student leaders tested positive for COVID-19. In a release, they've stated that other student leaders and resident life staff are in quarantine as a result. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors has endorsed the idea of building a roundabout at the intersection of the John Warner Parkway and East Rio Road, and agreed to apply for funding from the Virginia Department of Transportation through their SmartScale program. In June, the board deadlocked on a proposal for over 300 apartment buildings on land nearby, in part because of stated concerns about additional traffic. Albemarle Transportation Planner Kevin McDermott said a study of the whole Rio Road corridor is underway to accommodate those concerns. That corridor study is really going to be evaluating these intersections along with many others in the corridor. And in uh, reviewing this with our selected consultant on that project, uh, we really looked at that John Warner Parkway roundabout is the only real option we have there to address the traffic problem. McDermott is also suggesting spending $2 million in local tax money to get designed for this roundabout underway. Smart-scale projects will be ranked according to a series of metrics, and those scores will be released in January. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors also voted to approve a special use permit to allow Scott's Ivy Exxon to expand from three service bays to seven. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission will try again this evening to hold a meeting in August. Their first attempt two weeks ago failed to meet a quorum, in part because of large storms that hit the region that evening. Among the items on the agenda is a discussion of the rental and mortgage relief program that the TJPDC is administering. On Monday, one person told Charlottesville City Council of their concern over the way the project is being handled in Charlottesville and Albemarle, where a hotline goes to the United Way. Here's Elizabeth Stark. Myself and other volunteers in the community have been outside um, talking to 
people that are heading into court and they have all said that they're unable to get through to that hotline. And really the only way to make contact is basically to spend the day just calling and calling. Stark added that people who are about to be evicted do not have that time. TJPDC Executive Director Chip Boyles said the situation is known to him and that the problem is happening across the state. We're very much aware of the delays and we are working not just with our local governments, but also on this Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development, where the funding came from, is also working to try to help all of the localities with this problem. The TJPDC will also discuss regional efforts to bring more broadband to rural communities. In other meetings today, the Albemarle Natural Heritage Committee meets at 5 p.m. and will discuss the county's stream health initiative, among other items. The Charlottesville Human Rights Commission meets at 6 p.m. Among the items on the agenda are a discussion of the return of University of Virginia students to the area and the effect on community health. They will also prepare for their joint meeting with City Council, which is scheduled to take place on Tuesday at 3 p.m. The 5th and Avon Community Advisory Committee will meet virtually at 7 p.m. and will get an update on Greenway planning as well as the future Biscuit Run County Park. And that's it for another edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. We will be back tomorrow with more information that we think you need to know. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program, and hoping that if you enjoyed this or if you thought this was worthwhile, please send it on to a friend and please make sure that you're subscribing each and every day. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there.